There, no test. You got it? Okay. Yeah. Hallelujah. I may be seated. Well, y'all three. <laughs> oh, God is good. Amen. You try saying that in Argentina, they don't get it. I say, God is good. They go, uh-huh. It's like some, some more language needs to come out, people. And then you use a translator that says, no, you're supposed to tell the people. So, I'm, I'm, um, I'm a mix. It, for those that are wondering, I, I don't speak Spanish. My wife speaks it fluently. I, I do have Mexican Spanish in me, but uh, all I can know, all I know in Spanish is what I like to eat: tacos, burritos, and enchiladas. <laughs> so, um, bear with me. You will be hungry after this event because I will talk about foods just sporadically. <laughs> but uh, I tell you what, it is good to be with God's people today. It's good to be at a place where there's expectation. Um, it's easier to do my job, which is bringing in the faith. That's all I do. God does the rest. Praise God. You know, God is the one that heals you. God is the one that delivers you. God is the one that does every miracle. Don't even think of me being a miracle worker other than God. Okay. And a lot of people, they look at this and they go, oh, Dr. Yanis, you healed me. I go, no, God healed you. But I do get good compliments saying, well, you came out here. I go, well, thank you. Does a taco come with that? Does it? <laughs> I'm telling you. But God is good. And I'm always seeing God do good things for people. You know, our father is a good God. He knows how to get good gifts to his children. Let's pray. Father, we believe right now that your miracles are here. That your power is here. Father, that faith is already risen in this room, Lord. That igniting the faith will not be difficult tonight. Father, that everybody here will receive from you. Father, in your word, the Bible says, God, that the same gospel was preached unto them as unto you, but it wasn't mixed with faith, so it produced nothing. Father, I ask today, everyone under the sound of my voice will mix the word of God with faith, that they may receive that which is available to them to get from you today. Father, I thank you for the angels that are already in this place, because the word of God says, your word says, Father, they go to and fro, to heaven and from heaven, ministering into the needs of the saints. So, Father, we know all the miracles are here. We know all the miracles are here. We know they're here, they're here, they're here, Father, and we bless you for it. We thank you for it. It is a blessing, Lord, to be at a place, Father, and see your miracles happen in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. It's been a busy, busy, busy time for me right when the pandemic started wean off there back in march oh my goodness you know i lost my mother back in february but she's in heaven praise god Amen. praise god i didn't do anything for the month other than take care of you know my my kids i call them kids they're all graduated high school and, and they're in college and two graduated college you know and so it's like i just i've always raised them and i made a promise to the lord when they were small and we're, we're small <laughs> i said i'm not gonna go for a month i'll go for a week i go for two weeks I'll stretch barely three, but I'll be home. I want to be there for my kids. I want to make sure that I train up a child in the way they shall go. And when they are old, they will not depart. I want to make sure they see God, they hear God, and they know God in the house. I don't want them just to think these are stories, but I want the Bible to come alive. I want it to be real to them. I want them to know how to pray. You see, I never took them to, to church to learn how to pray. 
I took them to church to feel God's presence. Amen. God will teach them to pray. God will teach them the word of God. I just want to bring this to them. Let them drink. Let them eat of this. And God will take it the rest of the way. Because that's how I came to the last. how I walked with the Lord. My wife's like, you should be having more studies with them on Tuesday. You should be having more studies with them on Thursdays. i like, no, let me do it the way I know how to do it. Today, all my kids follow the Lord. All of them. My oldest one's still a little, little crazy, but he knows God. He knows God. And you know what I started to do? I loved, I loved that I spent the time with them that I did. Because i seen their gifts. i seen the gifts. My oldest son has the gift my mother has. He's a seer. He can see things coming. He'll tell me, Dad, where are you going to go? He'll tell me something about my trip, or he'll tell me something that's just about to happen. My youngest, my youngest son has that, that unction that the Spirit gives when something's not right. And he'll tell you, Dad, he'll tell me, Dad, that girl my brother's dating is not good for him. And sure enough, a week later, he dumps her because <laughs> he was not good. But stuff like that. My oldest son was at work at a pizza parlor in Austin, Texas. And uh, yeah, Austin, Texas. And my sister, oldest, my youngest sister, got in a car wreck. And he called her right away. He put down the, the where he was cleaning and he said, what's wrong? I just feel something happened. That's God. And I'm saying this for you. Believe. What you put into them, God will produce something with it. We don't know the season. We don't know the hour. But they will know how to follow God because they've seen you follow God. Oh, we try and hold on. Okay, it's, it's hard to see them go to school, just regular school, and letting them go. But it's even harder when you got to let them go to college. I'm letting you know. My son drove to college, was accepted at Texas A&M. Last second, last day, he packed his car and just left. I'm on this trip, and he calls, Dad, pray for me. I'm on the road. <laughs> Everything came into place by his prayers. Everything came into place by his faith. Do you think he's not going to know God after that? When he said, Dad, I really want to go. But then pray and believe. It's going to happen. If it's God's will, it will happen no matter what the deadline says. I go, God, you know God. You know how to pray. You pray. He goes, well, you pray. I go, of course I'm praying. But this is your victory. You stand in the gap. You believe. because I want to make the track team. I know if I can get there and talk to the coach, I can get on the team. He signed his papers today. He's up on the Come on. That makes me want to cry. Because my youngest boy walked out the faith. Do you, not, do you not think he knows who did that for him? Man cannot control what God has put out there. Amen. I want to tell you that. So I, I took my, my baby girl. Oh, I know how you feel. My baby girl, she gets everything too. I get anything. My boy's like, she went to the Disneyland twice. She went on two cruises with you. And I'm like, yeah. And your point is. <laughs> but um, she just graduated in May from high school. But before that, you know, things kind of weaned down. She didn't have to be as much at the school because she's a senior and then I, I that month i didn't do anything but just be there for the family make sure everybody was okay my brothers and sisters and i said okay lord i listened to the songs that we played at the funeral one last time and i said i'm ready i cried one last time i said i'm ready send me i'm not lying when i say this i got a text when you come into laredo right when i said that right when i said that i go i'm on my way you tell me what day 10 days, 10 days, 15 services, 10 different, 10 different, um, 15 different venues. We said, we want the healing of revival anointing, the tent revival without the tent. So I'm going to be, you know, because the anointing goes with me. Come on. It's great. It's in the building. But where I go, it goes. And I said, let's do this. And the pastors were like, 
we don't know if it'll work. I go, it will work. And all these pastors picked a separate day. Would you believe that? 15 pastors picked a separate day. And if the schedule just worked out, man, I've worked. My friend worked me every day. Oh, I'm going to share with you miracles about that. But let me say, that started. Hawaii kicked in. Yes, I have to suffer. I go to Hawaii twice a year. And I'm like, Lord, why am I in this bondage? Some more food, please. <laughs> cherry chicken, cherry beef. Yes. Sticky rice. Thank you. I'm telling you. It's a suffering. Got 18 days in Hawaii. Yeah, 18 days. I do make my longest trip to Hawaii all the time. 18 days in Hawaii. But then Germany opened up. What? And then we started talking about when I was coming this way. Actually, Bishop Keith, in that time, in that season, that week, in one week, my schedule was put together for the next eight months. I had nothing on the board because, you know, it's COVID. You had nothing on traveling. And then Bishop Keith from Christian Assembly had his assistant text me, Bishop's ready, and gave me the date. I said, amen. And I texted him and said, maybe I should extend it just a little bit early so we can do something here. So you're the little bit early people. Amen. <laughs> and I'm just saying this. God has a plan. Yeah. You know, we all suffer loss. We do. Whether it's an income, whether it's a family member. And I, I mean, I can't, I don't know of any family that wasn't touched by COVID in some way and some loss. But you know what? God is bigger. And if you hold your head down and keep it down, guess what? You're going to miss what's up in the horizon. You need to be able to stand up and praise him. You know, there's a time to mourn. And this is for someone here. There's a time to grieve because Solomon says it in the word. But there's a season and a time to stand up. A season to wipe those tears. A season to say, I know what I've been called for. And I'm going to roll into my testimony if you don't mind that. Those that don't know my testimony, I know y'all know my testimony. Before I was born, my wonderful mother, she had a tumor. She went to an evangelist under a tent like this. And not as pretty probably, but a tent like this. And went with my dad. My dad was a pastor. The, the, the evangelist they went to was named Dorothy Davis. And she was their pastor in a way. She was the one that they would come to whenever things came up when they were building their ministry. They said, she says, Sister Yann, is what the doctor tell you? She said, they said, I have a tumor. And she goes, let me pray for you. She prayed from under the tent in the revival and said, that is no longer a tumor, Brother Yannis, Sister Yannis, but that is a baby boy. And his name will be called David. And he will preach the gospel around this world. God has given him the gifts of healing, the gifts of miracles, and the gifts of signs and wonders. He will have favor with man, and I have. But he will have greater. He will have greater he will have greater favor with God. He will walk with God all the days of his life. And he will be an apple to, our, to the eyes of God. He will be an apple of God's eye. You hear that testimony. You see that testimony. You learn one thing when you're young. When you, you start hearing it and people calling you tumor. You learn how to fight. You learn how to rebuke with one hand and fight with the other hand. Especially cousins. You know, cousins are mean sometimes. You hear that all the time. You hear it. But let me tell you a part of the testimony I didn't know until this last year before my mother passed. My mother said, did I tell you the testimony when you were, when you were a bit, before you were born? I go, yeah, mom. I thought she was getting delirious on me. Go, you told me that all my life. She goes, well, I didn't tell you everything. 
I go, Mom, I'm 50 years old and you held out? <laughs> She's like, no, 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 no. I don't think I told you this. Did I tell you this part? She goes, you know, when you were born, nobody knew you were coming. Nobody was expecting you. My, my mom, my dad, your, your father's mom, father's dad, uncles, aunts, nobody knew. But me and your dad, Gabriel, we knew. We expected. So we expected, but we didn't prepare. So there was no nursery. There, there was no crib. There was no baby clothes. I'm thinking, wow, me and Jesus have a lot in common right now. <laughs> there was no baby food. There was no diapers. There was nothing. Till the day you were born, I called your dad. He's a machinist and he's working down the street. And he said, and she goes, so Gabriel? She goes, yeah, what's wrong? I think you better get home. He goes, why? Because I think the prophet was right. I'm in labor. They went to the hospital. I was born. Beautiful, of course. <laughs> and then um, I do got pictures. I'll show you. It was very pretty. And, and then my dad, after everything was fine and I was fine, everything looked good, he ran to the stores. And there's a couple of stores open, like a Kmart and a Sears, you know, there's local stores right there. And on a Sunday night, trying to, you know, shopping on a, on a Sunday back in the 71 was not pretty easy. <laughs> and it was hard to shop at night. So he found something open, bought formula, bought clothing, bought this, bought that. So they come home from the hospital. And my mom, of course, comes first with the baby, me in the hand. He comes with all these shopping bags. And my sister, who was about five or six, jumps up, runs to my dad like it was Christmas and kissing him and kissing him <laughs> and saying, thank you, dad. Thank you. You bought me a new baby brother from the store. <laughs> so, so forever, I was called the baby from the store. <laughs> so, man, you learn how to pray early. <laughs> but God is good. This is, God is good. Amen. I want to talk to you tonight about something. That's so powerful. It's so real. And that's creative miracles. Miracles that you just believe. And you use whatever's around you in faith to see something happen. So many miracles have happened that I've seen. Miracles in India. Miracles in Mexico. Peru. Recently in Argentina. Miracles here. In Johannesburg. Amen. Miracles in Peter Maritzburg, PMB. Miracles over there. Many, many miracles. It is a wonderful thing to see how God moves. It's a wonderful thing. I tell everybody this. I tell them all the time when I preach. I have the best seat in the house. I have the best seat in the house. Around the world, I get to see God do miracles for people. Around the world, I get to see a gentleman like last night, David, who had arthritis Knees. They said he dragged his foot up there to, into the prayer line, prayed for him, and then and he testified that night. He was happy picking up his knees. He, and then the, the last night he testified a full testimony. Well, the man didn't even talk. He just ran. He jumped. He praised God from dragging himself in to being healed instantly. Oh, it's not hard to do miracles. I'm telling you that it is not hard. It is not difficult because nothing is difficult for God. God is an amazing God and seeing how God moves, seeing how God changes people's lives. Oh, I got the best seat in the house. 
And today you have the best seat in the house as well. Because you're going to see friends. You're going to see family. You're going to see yourself receiving your miracles. If you believe, God will do it. If you believe, God will do it. It's been a blessing to travel this world. And I haven't even dented it yet. I haven't even knocked down the wall yet. But I'm just seeing people healed. And I go anywhere. Goodness, I preach to 15 people. I preach to 5,000 people. I preach to 100 people. The same anointing. The same power. Come on. We're at a breakfast dinner. A breakfast. Just a, how many of us? Eight of us? Or so? The other guy ran a marathon the other day, right? Yeah, tell him that. Go ahead. Get it. Oh. I'm going to make it work. God is good. All the time. So besides Bevan and Zoe, the friend TK, he's in the place and he says, my knee is injured. I'm an athlete and I can't run anymore. I want to give praise and glory to God on TK's behalf. Last Sunday, he finished the comrade. Amen. Let's turn our Bibles to Acts 19, 11, and 12. Hallelujah. Pastor, how long I got? All right. All night. I hope you brought snacks. No. <laughs> Amen. The Bible reads in Acts 19, 11, 12, and God brought special miracles by the hands of Paul, so that from his body were brought into the sick handkerchiefs or aprons, and the diseases departed from them, and the evil spirits went out of them. Look at that scripture. What is a creative miracle? It's a miracle that you take something that's around you. You put faith in it and something happens for you. It's a miracle that you say, God, I believe. And you step out in faith and it happens. My friend, Nicole, um, not Pastor Peters, but Nicole that, that runs the, that, that's uh, the other Nicole. Yeah. You know her. Okay, anyway, my friend, Nicole, she had a friend that was, that was going to the hospital. They were going to have to amputate his legs. I preached this sermon about taking what's around you, putting faith in it, and seeing something happen. She went and bought those little tissues that you put in a gift, and she bought some brand new socks. The family was Muslim and refused for the son to get prayed for, but this is her friend. So she told her, his brother, would your mom mind if I send some socks to him? She goes, no, he needs socks. His feet have been cold at the hospital. She got those ones that go all the way up in the knee, and she told her, her brother, his brother, Stuff the tissue in there. I prayed over it. Stuff the tissue in there. And make tell moms to keep them insulated, to keep them warm. And do you know he was a week in the hospital and he came walking back home? God healed him. Taking what's around you, putting faith behind it, and believing that God will do something for you. It's amazing to see when people grasp what you teach. And walk with it. And do something with it. You see in that scripture there. I understand Paul. I understand Paul. He's preaching. Just like I would come and evangelize somewhere. Everybody wants him everywhere. Hey, can you come to my house? Oh, there's people that couldn't make it. There's people that couldn't make it. They couldn't make it. There's too far off. And you can't go there. But they need prayer. Paul looked at them. Just similar to Jesus. When the mom kept bugging Jesus. Remember that? about the At the wedding party? Kept saying, please, 
they do something. They're about to run out of wine. And it's just a simple thing, wine. But it's a big insult in the Jewish com community when you don't have the complete wedding. And he was so, didn't want anyone hurt. And he goes, Mom, it's not my time. And of course, Jesus was the original mama's boy. Because mama's boys don't say no to mama. Yep. He said, fine. Bring me some basins, big old jugs. Bring me some water. Right? Bring me some water. Then there were no grapes thrown in there. There was no stirring of it. Not what the word said. Water, basins, pour. They obeyed. They were in one accord. They listened to him. They went and poured. They said, what they say? It was the best, the best wine. They came and thanked them for saving, saving the best for the last. Because why? God's gifts are the best. Yes. God's miracles are the best. So that's what Jesus did. That was an example. That's just an example of a creative miracle. Taking what's around you, putting faith on it, and seeing something happen. Paul, same thing. You know, we're taught about the handkerchiefs. That, and we're taught by this, by, by men of God, women of God. But I ran into something. I've taught this sermon over a hundred times. I've teached, I've read this scripture over a hundred times. In Laredo, I'm preaching the same sermon because if I have one shot with you, this is the one I'm gonna go with. It's, it, it makes miracles happen quick. And I'm reading, and, and I'm reading the scripture and how, how you get that, was it Revelation from the Lord? Remember how you just read the word sometimes? And, ooh, it's like starts funneling in. Like you start writing, trying to find something to put it down in or record it somehow. Just talk it out or whatever. Well, I'm preaching and that starts happening. I'm preaching and revelation and this scripture. Now I've seen it a hundred times. Oh man, let me tell you the revelation. You want to hear the revelation? So we all pray over this. At least that's what we're taught. We all pray over it and we send it out. That's what we're taught. But at no time did it show that Paul prayed over them. Now think, listen about this. He just said, bring me the aprons. They go, oh, we, we don't have any more. Bring me the handkerchiefs. And it said they're brought to his body. And if he's, if I'm, if any of us are anything like he was at that time, you sweat and mine turns to oil when I'm sweating at times. It just becomes very thick. And I'm doing this all the time. I'm doing this all the time. Could he be doing that? Could he be putting his anointing on it? Each of us have our own anointing. Each of us have our own authority that God's give us in Jesus' name. Each of us are empowered by God. We have our own DNA with God. Each of us have authority, anointing. My gift is not your gift. Your gift isn't my gift. It's different. He put his anointing on this from his body. Now, get this. Read another revelation here. And the diseases departed from and the evil spirits went out of them. Do you read there to say they were healed and they were delivered? Does the scripture say that? I've checked in several translations. The diseases departed and the demons, the evil spirits left. There's something about your anointing. There's something about the power of God that's on you. And when you creatively do something like this. Because remember the story of Simon the sorcerer. Remember that story? If you don't remember, I'll refresh you with that. He's trying to cast out demons. He wants the power of God, but doesn't follow God. See a lot of people like that sometimes. And tell you about this. The demons talked to him and said, Hey, who are you? Jesus, we know. Whose other name they threw out? Paul. 
Paul, we know, because the biggest thing on earth was Jesus and is Jesus. And Paul comes in second right behind him. God's man of the hour, Paul, they knew him. And then they looked at him and what did they tell him? You, we don't know. And they attacked him. The demons in sickness knew Paul. So when this handkerchief that Paul sent to someone's house came onto the tabletop, the person that was possessed, the demon probably wasn't even in the room. And he said, Some, someone's here. Someone's here. He's looking out there. I don't see him. But Paul's here somewhere. And what did the demon do? The Bible said he departed. Come on. He left. Yep. No prayer needed. The anointing was so strong. The faith was so strong that Paul put on that, that his anointing went with it. The sickness. Say, hey, where are you going? Where are you going? Is that Paul? Did you see Paul? I don't see him. Did you see him? I'm going to. Sickness left. Diseases departed. What does it say? Come on, read it one more time. It says, diseases departed from them and the evil spirits went out of them. Oh man, this is more powerful than we thought. This is a power. This is an authority that God's put. Let me throw something that's going to just fry your brain, okay? We're going to fry your brain, but your spirit's going to be lifted up. Is that okay? Can we fry your brain for a minute? Okay. My aunt, who is legally blind, she can't do a lot of things, um, but she still can see, but she's legally blind. She uh, called my, my cousin Alfred into the room. Now, I haven't shared this at all here, so you're the first ones to hear this. No one's heard this in Africa, South Africa. So she calls him into the room and, and he comes in, yeah, mom, because he takes care of her. And he goes, yes, mom. He goes, just go call your cousin David to come back. He goes, what do you mean? Call your cousin David, tell him to come back. I'm feeling better. I want to give him a hug and a kiss and tell him thank you for praying for me. He goes, he goes over there and checks his mom's temperature. Mom. David's not here. Alfred, your cousin was right there at the door where you're standing. And he's looked at me and he smiled like he smiles. And he said, you're going to be okay yet. You're going to be okay. And at that minute, an angel kissed me on my forehead and I was healed. No. She was having a bad day, sickness, and she deals with a lot of tumors and stuff. And she goes, and he goes, and she goes, he was there. He goes, mom. We moved years ago. David has never been to this new house that we're at. He don't know where we live. He's, he's, he's not even here at the house. Give me the phone. I'm going to call his mother. So she calls my mom. This is just before my mom passed, about six months before my mom passed. And she goes, Janie, where's your boy? She goes, which one? David. Why? Tell him to turn around. I don't have his phone number. Can you call his cell phone? Tell him to turn around. Come over here. I need, I need to tell him thank you. And I just want to give him a hug. And she goes, tell me what happened. She goes, David was in my room. And she repeated it. He prayed over me. And he just reached his hand out and prayed over me and said, you're going to be okay. And an angel came out, kissed me on my forehead. And both were gone instantly. She's like, no, Carolyn, no. David is in Los Angeles right now. He's in, on a cruise going to Mexico and coming back. He's been on the water for the last three days. No, Janie. No. You know since that boy was born, he was a blessing. You know that the Spirit of God was on him right when he came out. And you know ever since he was a baby, to this day he has a scent. His anointing has a scent. I promise. I take baths. I use a lot of deodorant. I do. I promise that. But his anointing has a scent. 
And you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. You know your son's scent, like I know, and the family knows of his scent. He's like, I don't know what to tell you, Carol. Until I know what happened. So I got home. My mom told me all that. I cracked up. I was like, cool, mom. And then I was at the funeral for my mom. I tried to do this without crying. <laughs> I was at the funeral for my mom's. It was an amazing funeral. When I was preaching, they said that they couldn't even take pictures because there was so much light. My cousin like, man, I try and take pictures. And there was just light around you the whole time. When I stood at my mother's uh, casket, and I was looking at my mother's body there. A cloud came down. They have pictures of a cloud just around me standing there crying. But I said, oh, Lord, you're the only one to take this woman from me. Because I know she's better where she's at. I'm not going to bring her back. She was going through a lot of pain. But I know she's better. This is the hardest thing not to do. Because I'll bring her back in a heartbeat, Dad. But I don't. I call Father of God, Dad. And I go, I, I won't. And I tell you what, at the, at the burial, it was... It was um, you know, I had three ministers with me on both both times. So in case I couldn't go, they can go. And I let them preach, and I just got up and shared both times. But um, at the actual burial, it's like I seen my aunt leaving. And when she was leaving, I went to go. My Aunt Carolyn, the one that, that told my mom the story. I said, oh, I need to go and give her a hug before she left. So I was, I was walking over there, and I was about from here to where my brother is, right here bending down, if y'all can see him in the red. I was like, yeah, about this far. And she turned around. Now she's blind. My my cousin Alfred has her like this walking to the car, legally blind. And she turns around and she goes, David. I go, Aunt Carolyn, how are you? And I give her a big hug. And she gives me a hug. And she goes, did your mama tell you what I, I, I seen? And I go, what? I go, first, when I walk into her, I go, hey, how would you know I was behind you? I smelled your anointing. And I was like, you did? And she, I just smiled because I knew. What she's going to tell me next. Did your mama tell you what happened? I go, no, no. I go, yeah, yeah. She told me. Did she tell you everything? I go, I think. She told me the whole story. And what she told me was something my mom didn't tell me. And she goes, and you were standing there, right there at the door. And you had that smile you always give us. And I just looked at you. And you had, and you had the most beautiful blue and black jacket on. And I go, and I go really? And I looked at my cousin. Because I had the blue and black jacket on at the funeral. And it's called Mr. Gold, even though it's blue and black. Every time I wear it, gold comes in people's hands. Come, gold comes all over the place. We seen it last night. People were getting gold in their hands. I was like, amen. I gave her a hug. So what happened? Let me tell you this. Your anointing is stronger than you think. Your prayers go out stronger and farther than you think. The Bible says this. Let your, you know, when you pray, when you pray, so shall the words they come out of my mouth. They shall not return to me void. They shall accomplish that which I please. They shall prosper in the very things I send it to do. Oh, I know I prayed for my aunt many times. But could this be like the story of Philip underneath the tree? Remember that story? And all of a sudden he's in a chariot with an Ethiopian. Wins him to Jesus. And all of a sudden the, the guy said, hey, do you want a Coke? Gone. <laughs> and he's back underneath the tree. What if he never left the tree? But when you're resting, when you're slumbering, the Spirit of God says, I can use you now. I need to borrow you. I need to take you. There's another story like that. And I just want to reaffirm this to you. Because it wasn't just me. There's another story like this. My friend, Pastor Jimenez, very popular pastor in Argentina in the 90s. Um, he had a similar story. A person that he was counseling called him and was in a different country. 
in a different city in New York, and he's in Argentina. And he's saying, she said, I need to see you today. He goes, it's impossible for me to get there. We're about to go preach at this conference. There's no way that I can get there. Maybe two or three days I can get there. I can't. I'm going to kill myself. And she hung up the phone. He prays that God take care of her. God make sure she's okay. Pictures were taken. Video was taken by the news of Pastor Jimenez walking in into the ledge. And the police officers let him go there. And he got her off the ledge that she was going to jump. Walked her down the stairs to the ambulance and disappeared in the crowd. God will use you. God will use you when you don't know it. I sometimes think in the scriptures, if you read in Job, it says when you slumber, when you sleep, God will write his will upon your heart, upon the dead, upon the bedpost. He will write it in your heart, his will. So I believe at times we don't even know what God's doing. How many of us have dreams that we're preaching? How many of us have dreams in our dreams? We're talking to someone about Jesus. In our dreams, we're praying for someone about Jesus. What if that was really happening? I believe it was. Because I know on the cruise ship, I was sleeping or eating or doing a little bit of both. Sleep, feed, sleep. I have no idea. But I know God did something for my aunt. I know that because I know that I have an anointing. I know that there's a scent. That I know that she's really seen me there. God is good. God is good. All creative miracles are amazing. But God will use you wherever. God will use you whenever. Paul sent aprons and handkerchiefs. People were delivered. People were touched. A creative miracle is a miracle that you just put all your faith in that. And say, it's going to do it. It's going to make something happen. When I was in India, this lady came to me. There's no manual to this. Come on. There's no man who part and look through and say, oh, okay, it's an apron. Got it. Go. No, it's the unction of the Holy Ghost. It's the unction of the Spirit of God. Paul, was it, um, this lady came in, crooked hands, really messed up. I had a bishop from um, Texas come with me, and he looks at me, he looked at the hands, said, Dave, can you take this? I'm like, sure, come on. If you don't want to pray, don't come with me on the plane. Right? I mean, put some face behind it. If you pray, it doesn't happen, then I'll jump in. But jump on it. Attack it. Believe. Yeah. You don't go on men trips no more. So anyway, <laughs> she comes in with this very crooked hand. And it's like all bent and everything. I looked at her and she goes, I was like, put your hand through this. Put it through there. May I borrow your hand, sir? She put her hand through there. As it passed through, it cracked, cracked. As it got to the elbow, it snapped back into place. God healed her. So I got a pastor because I could do so much more than I could do. And I gave him some Indian rupees. And I said, you can preach for two days of what I gave you. Take her where everybody she knows. Preach, preach, preach. Because they all seen her hands for the last 30, 40 years like this. God healed her. We come outside. And as we come outside, I'm counting all my Indians. Because we take about 14 of them in a Jeep. I'm like, I don't know how they fit in there, but I'm in the front seat. I don't care what's happening behind me. And then my my, my um, crusade director and organizer, his name is Shadrach. They all take on Christian names. You know, A lot of them take on Christian names besides their, their names that they were given when they were born. So his name is Shadrach. He's married. His, um, his, his, his um, sister-in-law is Mary and Martha. His brother-in-law is Timothy, Lazarus. Of course... The dad's Abraham and the wife Sarah. I like they just picked their own names. 
And then the last brother is named Bob. Bob. I mean, I looked at him, but what happened? He liked the name Bob. I'm like, okay. He didn't get a Christian name. He just got Bob. <laughs> Maybe Bob's a Christian name. I don't know. But anyway, so we walk out there and we see someone, and I'm a King James guy, from afar. <laughs> and I looked and they're like really laboring. I go, Maybe they're coming to us. He goes, I think they're coming to us. He goes, Yes, yes, they're coming to us. That's what Shadrach said. I'm like, Well, he goes, Let's go to her. I go, No. Her faith is making her whole. And man, I felt bad when she finally got to us because her kneecap, I had to borrow the chair. I haven't been doing my stretches. Her leg was like this, okay? If y'all can see that, like my kneecap. Her foot was about four inches bent right here with it. So it wasn't fully formed. It was stuck somehow, and she just couldn't, she couldn't even put it forward. I looked at her, and remember, creative miracle is an unction. You put faith behind it, and sometimes you use your creativity, praise God. And I watched too many cartoons growing up. So I got a very creative mind. I said, I said, what do you want from the Lord? She said, well, I believe if I can come to God in my own power, that I would be healed. That the man of God will lay his hands on me and I will be healed. And so she was a follower. She believed there was her faith. She's trying to get to it. She said, I was walking for two and a half hours. I said, okay, in Jesus' name. I didn't even give her a chance to think. I grabbed the foot part that was there. And I said, in the name of Jesus, I yanked it like it was a cartoon down to the floor. I just yanked. I figured, hey, she's so skinny. She's Indian. I can catch her. She falls. Boom. No problem. I actually have a patented move in India when I pray for them. Because they don't catch. Not a lot of places to catch. And I catch. Boom. I catch. I lay down. I pray. Lay down. Praise them. It's easy. When I was younger, it was easy. Probably not now. But praise God. But anyway. So I pulled it. Yanked it as hard as I could. And everybody screamed. She didn't scream, but all, the, all my guys screamed. Really? They all screamed like they seen a bug or a snake or something. And I'm like, and then the dust came up. You know, we're in a dusty little village. The dust is like a little whirlwind coming up. And we wait till it cleared. I'm looking. Everybody's looking. She's looking. And then you hear, same thing you'd be in South Africa or in America. Ooh. Because she was standing there with two legs side by side. Whether it was stuck and I had to give it a kickstart, I have no idea. I just yanked. And it strained out to be exactly. That's a creative miracle. God in that instant, in that instant, had to put bone together, muscle together, had to run some veins down there, and some blood had to flow. More blood than she had because her body increased, if you know medical terms. Her body increased, so she needed more blood. God did everything in that instant. Oh, goodness, that was a miracle. We, we sang all the way. I didn't sing. These guys sang songs all the way to the next place, and we're in their tent just like this. Oh, what is God going to do next? What is God going to do next? Oh, we've seen a crooked hand healed. We've seen a leg come down. What will God do next? So I'm excited. We're all excited. We want to see what other great miracle. And then for some reason, right when we finished preaching, I said, send me all the blind people. I'm like, why did I say that? I don't even know why any idea. Why did I say that? Why did I say that? And all of a sudden, you know, five of them came up, or two came up, I'm like, oh, cool, we got two at least. Because sometimes you say something, you're like, I hope someone's blind here. Yeah. Not that I want that on here, but, you know, I hope that was the Holy Ghost, not me. Come on. And then another four come up, I'm like, what? Six? That's one problem. We got this. All right. And then eight more came up. I'm like, good Lord. And then another five. I'm like, no. What's, Lord, I can pray for five or six, but after that, what? I, and then, then we had 25.
five blind people in line. And at that moment, I said, Lord, what am I, in a blind village? There's, there's only like 300 people here, 25 of them blind. That's okay. And we're going to do this. So, you know, both those other miracles were instant. It just, I thought I did, boom. But there were individuals. What are you going to do with 25 people? And it wasn't coming to me. I said, Lord, I didn't say that. You said that. I'm not the healer. You're the healer. So no pressure on me. <laughs> but I need to know what to say. What do you want me to say, Father? Because I'll do it. Whatever you tell me to do. And then God taught me something. And it's something that I realized with Jesus and the water and the wine. And that was this. Everybody had to buy in. Come on. Hey, before I finish this miracle, I'm going to tell you another real quick. Because it explains that. Everybody buys to buy in it. Did you see anyone look inside the pot and say, I don't think it's ready. Or get a cup. Well, I'll test it first. Okay, Lord, let me try it. Ah, needs a little more sugar. <laughs> no. They took it. They did it. They bought into it. My very first time to India. Maybe I was, no, it was my, my third trip to India. I'm not, I'm going to tell you how it happened. Okay. All these miracles you see today, it took time. It took, now they happen everywhere. I went to India on my own accord, on my own finances. I sold houses. I was a real estate, I'm a real estate agent at that time. I still had my license. Because when they call me, I have a million dollar property. Are you still renting? Are you still doing sales? Yes, I'll come out of retirement to do that sale. <laughs> Give me a $30,000 commission. You know, that's the thing. It's different. But um, yeah, I sold. I went, left money for my wife at the house, took off to India the next day. Most of my closings happened three days before I had to travel. But by faith, come on, come on. by faith. Amen. And James, it says, Elijah spoke by faith. And it did not rain, according to, for three and a half years. By faith. So, yeah, that's, but when I would go there, there wasn't much bang. <laughs> we preached. We prayed. Few people healed. Went back the next year. I was doing two trips here. Went back again. Few. A little bit more people coming. They never heard about miracles. So I'm preaching about miracles, trying to get them to the point. But one day, everybody say, one day, it happened. It just broke through. And this is the one day. When I was, when out there telling me this fam, this 200 pastors wanted to join the conference. We had 300 pastors, which was pretty good. And I raised the money, $3,500 to feed them and everything for five days, pay for the tent, pay for the sound system. I did that all myself. I still do it myself almost. I still do it by faith. I still walk it out by faith. And I tell you this, it's not easy. But if you want something to happen, you gotta do something. You can't sit there until there's enough money in your account to say, I'm comfortable. No, sometimes God wants us uncomfortable. Sometimes God wants us, sometimes God wants us just to go and he'll do it. Let me tell you. I'm going to depend on your pastor pause. Let me get a little further away. I want to go like that. I can't that. <laughs> Sorry. I'm a clown. I apologize already. My friend and Katie goes, and here we go. The, the uh, comedian, David Yen. I go, like, don't introduce me to the comedian. Too much pressure. <laughs> I got the jokes, but let me bring it out. But I'm telling you. Um, so I looked at them. They, they, these are pastors that were their families. And everybody would were, were, were moved because they had to move. They had to move because the, the there was a massacre that happened. It was called the T. You can look this up. The, it was the T massacres in India. And it's in Kandamal. You know, Kandamal is a very persecuted part in Orissa. Oh, I forgot to tell you. 
I don't go to the other places of India. I go to Orissa, the most hardest place in India to preach. Everyone else goes to Vishakapatnam, Hyderabad, where you got almost 1% Christians. Well, yeah, you can get 50,000 people because 1% in India of 2 billion people? I mean, you can get a, like a, a 3, 4, 5 million of Christians are in that city. They'll come to your event. I'm going to a place working the ground when no one's worked in miracles. I didn't know that until they told me. And I, these people were persecuted. Houses were burned. I actually preached a year later in Candleball when it was safe. And all you see, I video of just the graves of all the pastors that were buried. They buried them all together. All this, In the church in India, I don't know if y'all been, when you go preach, this side is men, that side is women, and the kids right down the middle. I went to go preach. Women still on the side over there. Not one man on this side because they all were killed in that massacre. It's sad. Now, you never heard about that. You never, they don't publicize that kind of stuff. They refuse to let them do it. So these kind of people that were persecuted were wanting to stay at our event. Well, y'all know I just told you. I raised everything myself. So everything's prepaid. It's all I got. Nobody knows about the $300 I had in my pocket at that time. That's called my gold money. Because when the Hindus come to burn the village, I get to go. I pay someone, bribe them, get me out of town. I had to stop going to India because I had death threats on myself. I had contracts on me for going into Orissa. People on Facebook and Twitter and, and well, mainly on Twitter just coming after me. Sure. So I had to stop posting anything about it. And But anyway, so they look at me and say, come on. For some reason, they think Americans got all this money. Like, <laughs> come on, let's go get some more money. They want to stay. I go, how much more we need? Oh, another 2000 Like, well, I don't have it. No, no, we have ATM. Come on. <laughs> I'm like, I don't got it. And they were like, we want them to stay. We're willing to share our, our, our sleeping and, and everything, places that we have to, you know, the sleeping for all of us. We're willing to make room for them, but we don't have the food. And we can't have them come here and us eat and they not eat. And I looked at them. This is my very first, one of my very first creative miracles. I said, don't worry about that. Take me to the cook. And I bring two translators with you. They all brought two translators. I went to the cook and I said, you keep cooking. I don't want you looking in the box. You just believe you're bringing chicken out. Praise God. Hopefully it is. And just keep cooking. Keep grabbing. Keep cooking it. Make the dough. Keep making it. Just get the vegetables, the water, pour it in. Keep making it. The rice, just keep digging in the bag. Don't look in the bag. At any point, do you not look in the bag? Do you understand? Yes. I went to the servers. Start keep serving. I don't want you looking to see if there's enough to scrape. You just keep reaching in. Your hand goes in. Your eyes don't look. You grab the rice. You get the chicken. You put the down. That's all you do. That's all you do. We do this for five days. Five days, we're done. You got to walk in. You have to let me do this. I tell my faith is here. This is my miracle. But it needs all of us to buy into it. It needs us to buy in. And then they looked at me. Are we buying the rice? <laughs> they don't understand what buy-in was. <laughs> I'm using American terms. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad I didn't say, you got to put skin in the game. Hey, does he want us to put our skin in the game? I don't understand. Someone explain to me. <laughs> so, we finished the whole conference. Everybody ate. Everybody was fine. I'm counting my Indians. We're about to go to the next village. And this was the main ministry compound. So it was relaxing. Everything I've seen the workers, I know most of them. The weirdest thing is to see Indian women washing your jeans and four of them walking around like they're the rabbit on 
was it on Bambi? Four, four women jumping around in your jeans around the neighborhood. <laughs> like, aren't they supposed to be washing those? Like they're running a, it was a potato sack race or something. Two in each leg. Two in each leg. Yeah. So I'm looking around. I go, well, there goes my pants again. I'll come back for them. I don't think I even want them anymore. <laughs> Just burn them. <laughs> and then I looked and I seen this, this young man, one of the youth, with a 55-gallon, you know, the big barrels for oil. The blue one, plastic, pouring to the animals, pouring to the animals. And Timothy, my best, one of my best friends, well, my best friend, said, it was his village and place that he lived where he brought me to minister. He goes, I go, Timothy, what's going on over there? He goes, oh, that. Yeah, that's the food left over. We oh, filled up a barrel. He goes, that's your miracle. That's your miracle right there. I go, we filled, we filled up a barrel. He goes, no. We filled up five. I said, well, where's the other four barrels? He goes, oh, we brought a truck. And we put it on the truck. And everybody from Muslim to Hindu to Christians, all different denominations, all waiting in the streets in a long line. They want to eat of the miracle manna from heaven. And the other truck has a sound system. And they're preaching the gospel as they're feeding people. God is good. God is good. I said, so you got five barrels. Yes, until the stupid kid looked in the barrel and then in the box. <laughs> no more food came out. <laughs> Everybody hit him. I'm like, oh, don't hit him. Five is enough. But it's funny. But that is a miracle. A creative miracle. Do you understand what I'm saying? Is it coming to you? The, the understanding of it. Faith behind something and it creates something for you you have to be creative which was my own oh man so a few years later when it was time to pray for those those blind people i'm sitting there in the corner literally i have everybody i do real religiously go by them and pray but do not touch them i go hey lord i need some time i'm over here talking to the lord don't i go don't touch them okay it hit me right there I remembered about the, the earlier days, the earlier days, when the food fed those people by faith. Yes, everybody had to buy in. I was like, I got it, Lord. I, ran, I was so excited. I go, everybody back on the stage. I go, we're going to count to three. And when I get to the number three, and you hear the word three, your eyes will open. This is a corporate thing. This is all of us have to buy into this. I go, nobody praying. Nobody saying anything. If you need to think, think on Jesus. But don't mess this up. I go, we all have to buy into this. I go, one, two, three. Nothing happened. I'm like, I knew I got it, Lord. I knew I got it. I've been, no one's. Nothing's happening. And I looked. I go, wait a minute. I looked at my translator. They don't know English, man. You got to count. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Dr. David. I went to see what's going to happen. This excitement is so crazy. My <laughs> dude, let's count. We got to count. You got to count. This is going to happen. Come on. We got it. Let's go. Let's not lose all this. Come on. Let's do it. Okay. I'm with you. I go, one. You go, oh, wait. Time out, please. <laughs> I'm like, what? Shouldn't we tell them to close their eyes? 
I go, dude, they've been blind for God knows how long. Their eyes are already closed. Come on. One, two, three. Let's do it. One. And translate. Two. And he translated. Three. Once he said three. Oh, my goodness. Eyes. 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 24 of the 25 eyes open instantly. Oh, you know it was real. People running up there, family hugging them, friends hugging them, and they're doing this on their face, and they're calling out their names as they're holding. They're doing this to their face, and then and then you can see a wife hugging her husband, crying. Beautiful, beautiful. You know, some may have been old age, some injuries, some that just happened, and some were born like that. I don't know the full story, but I know that they could see. But you know what? There was one lady on the end, number 25. I numbered the wrong. Number 25. She didn't get it. But you know what my word says? That God is not a respecter of persons. That if he goes and gives this beautiful woman and this wonderful man, handsome man. Okay, we'll say handsome. <laughs> there, he liked that. Handsome man. An overflow of children. They'll do it for anyone in here. Because he'll do it if you believe. Amen. The Bible says that he knows how to give good gifts to his children. Amen. Amen. So I talked to this lady, there's something wrong with her thinking. There's something that she's not getting. There's something that she doesn't understand that everyone else understood. Because it's the same gospel that was preached unto them, but it wasn't mixed with faith. And it produced nothing. So I walked to her and guess what? I started talking to her. She was an evangelist. She said that her blindness was a gift. Because more people come to Jesus because they feel sorry for her that she can preach the gospel. And I, I mean, I I'm, I'm, don't mean to be rude, but I looked at her and go, really? And you've seen this. You've seen these people, these massive people. You've seen it. I don't think you've seen it. And I go, where did you want your eyes so you can read the Bible? I mean, I think it's important for you to read the Bible. She goes, she would not believe like we believe. I'm going to tell you something I had to learn. And you need to learn this too. You cannot help everybody. You can have God's anointing on you. You can have everything right in what you're telling them, but they have deaf ears. Come on. They have deaf ears. The Bible says this. Some men, is, some men and women will water. Some will plant. But only God can give the increase. Only God in his time will give that increase. We've been seeing so many people come to Jesus. Two services. So many people in Argentina came to Jesus. Oh my goodness. It was like a I walked into the service. I'm in the green room. I prefer to stay in the green room because it's time to preach because I just, just meditate, rest. And then I walked outside. And it's like I was in a steel cage match. All the chairs went straight up along the wall. Like, good Lord, what did I get into? <laughs> 1,500 people in this auditorium. Last minute service. Excited. I didn't know there was an overflow. And it packed all these people were singing like crazy. The pastor dressed like John Travolta. And it's back in the you know Saturday Night Fever days, his hairy chest sticking out and a big old gold medallion. And he's doing these revival songs. Him and his son look beautiful. But man, this guy's like, I'm like, oh my gosh, I think it's John Travolta. I really think. Awesome man of God. And then when I preached, I preached this this sermon. And then I did an altar call with a special, special testimony at the end. I am humbled to say a thousand people came to Jesus. Come on. I didn't even know there was an overflow till that moment when the whole sinner came from outside and just stuffed the altars left, stuffed them right, and we're still trying to get inside this building 
to receive Jesus. And I said, here, pastor, lead them to the Lord. Because I'm going to be gone tomorrow. But they need to connect with you. If this was an open air event and it had my name all over it, I would do it. Because they identify with me and I'll sign them to pastors. But this is your house. Bring them into the kingdom. Bring them into your home. It was beautiful. But the problem was they didn't want to leave. We didn't do the prayer and we usually met, you know, exit them now and we start the prayer lines. We couldn't make the prayer lines. And the prayer lines meaning we just line there from left to right, move some chairs, and boom, everybody hits the deck, get the next row, boom, everybody hits the deck. But how can you do that with over 1,500 people? Well, 2,500 people are the people outside. So we couldn't pray for them. The way I wanted to pray, I'm like, Lord, you got to show me different. So I had everybody turn their back like this, the, the people that catch, and make a line. And they made a wall for me. And this is where the pulpit was on this side. And I had people funnel down. We started them just trickling out and opened up the spout so they can come through. And I just laid hands on them as they passed by, healing, 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 healing. Till we cleared enough people out. Then I turned it on full throttle. And boom, they fall down, they drag them right out of line. Fall down, drag them out of line. They're like, boom, used to be the person who goes missing right away. Boom, boom, gone. <laughs> they were stacking them behind each other, three or four people on each other. God is God. That just happened, July. Oh my. So that lady, I had to tell her, because you can't help everybody. I told her, look, I appreciate you coming. I'm going to keep you in my prayers. I don't believe that one day you're going to get your eyes, but for now, I need you to go. I'm sorry, but she was deflating the faith in the house. We just had an amazing miracle. 300 people still waiting to get prayed for. You got to take charge of your event. I learned that. And I said, you got to go. I gave her her little blind stick. Turn it to the, you try and translate blind stick. You try and translate in Spanish, they're like, a stick that's blind. No, the stick's not blind. Anyway, but, and I just sent her out, the, out of the tent, gave her a kiss on the cheek and said bye-bye. And went and got the faith back up in the room. Amazing. Amazing what God does. Amazing how God does it. Oh, my goodness. My friend Ray, Pastor Ray, he's the one I went, he's the one I went to go preach those 10 days with 15 services in Laredo. And every time, after every service, man, I'm tired. I finished preaching. I just want to pray for the people. You know, this is starting to weigh on me. And I was, he's like, I think we're done. He looks at me. 25 blind. Like, what? <laughs> 25 blind. <laughs> you want me to share it? Please. The Lord wants you to share it. I don't think it was the Lord. I think it was just Ray. Because <laughs> I love that story. It's amazing. I love it. I love it. So I would share it. I would share it. Well, in Laredo, get this. This is what happened. In Laredo. The miracles started happening, just like in a tent revival. I don't know if y'all been to those tent revivals. I, I grew up in them. So, I mean, I'm dating myself. I was born in 71. I'm 51. Not bad looking. But anyway, <laughs> still looking young. Anyway, what, you know, the tent meetings, they have it there for two weeks, right? Or three, or even a month. And as it goes on, it gets stronger. Middle of the week, it gets stronger. Weekend is off the charts. Happens all the time. So by the middle of the week, I start seeing that wherever I went, healings were easy. Healings were easy. And then in the middle of the week, my friend, she took me to get some tacos. Always have a friend take you to get tacos. And I went and got tacos and a Coke. And I was like, cool. And then she took me to the bank. I had to make some deposits. And she goes, do you mind going to pray for my, my grandson? He, which is right around the corner. I'm like, yeah, that's a problem. Let's go. Let's go pray. They didn't tell me what was wrong. You need to tell me. God knows. Amen. And I have faith. I mean, I don't know what was wrong with them, but I knew God had healed. So we get there, go into the house, and they... They hand me this baby right when I walk in the door. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't like touching kids. I like my kids. I don't mean to be rude. I like my children. I don't want to touch your children. So I hand her back the baby. Go, whoa, what's wrong with the baby? 
They go, oh, he's got flat feet. I go, okay, put them on the counter. They put, it on the, they put them on the kitchen counter. Then mom ripped off those shoes, ripped off those socks, and got my hands, just stuck them on those sweaty little feet. <laughs> I didn't have my bag with me, which has all my sanitizer. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. I said, Jesus' name, I pray right now. Healing, healing, healing. You know what happened? He got arches. This one right here. Anoint. Healing. Anoint. In Jesus' name. So that was amazing. We went to the service that night. I testified about it. This man, because bringing his son, a little bit older than the baby that I prayed for, please, please, he has flat feet. And I, I and I seen it happen. I'm excited. I grabbed those little shoes, you know, those shoes. Those kids' shoes bounce, don't they? <laughs> I threw off what they bounce in the air. I'm like, oh, goodness. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, give me your kids' feet. And I just grabbed those feet. I said, be healed. I said, check them, Dad. Dad ripped those socks off like they're Christmas presents. Arches. Come on. Come on. God is good. And then, as that's happening, I see a really big boy coming about this tall. Walks right past me. Goes to the stage. I go, oh, Lord, I am not touching those feet. <laughs> you know, teenagers, come on. I raised them. I know those boys. You got to put that deodorant around the whole house. Say, take off the cap and use. Do you have the right little signs on them? And he goes, takes off his shoes. And I walk over there. Okay, Lord. I get my sanitizer like I'm going into surgery. Show me the feet. <laughs> I get his feet. I tell him, put your feet right here. And it was one of the first times I did that. I said, put your feet right there. He put his foot, feet on top of my knees. And they like look like little boards. And I said, it's time to make some, some uh, masa. We call it masa. You call it roti. Tortillas. <laughs> and I started pressing down like I was making masa. Pressing down. Making this tortilla. Pushing it down. Making the roti. Pushing it. Making it. Making it. And I look back. Check your feet. Healed. Arches. Arches. And then somehow, Pastor Ronaldo got on the stage and got the microphone and said, send me all the flat feet people. <laughs> I'm like, what? What? 30 people. Oh, yeah, something must be in the water. 30 people with flat feet. And I, I'm like, well, you know what? Just what can you do? Take off your shoes and wait for me at the stage. So they took off their, their shoes. Everybody. Some of them were just no socks and wearing tennies. Ooh, not even the fake little socks. Some just sandals. Man put off a boot. How do you not wear socks in a boot? That's all I know. That's like, oh, that's nasty. All over there. When I started going to India before COVID, back in 2009, 2010, 11, 12, 13, I'll get the, or what is it called? The hand sanitizer. I take bottles of that. I say, this is America's holy oil. Let me get ready for you. Let me make sure that you will be blessed. Way before the COVID thing. And people would buy out the oil from the market. You know, little, they have the little things on the side of the road, the little little shops, little people selling stuff. They would or they would all love me and I get free Cokes all the time because they would come and buy case loads of oil. And I pray over the oil for them. It's amazing. It wasn't hand sanitizer, but it was just oil that they wanted. It's amazing. So I went over there. I said, Lord, how are we going to do this? And I remembered the 25 blind. 
They've got to buy in. Yeah. I go, okay. Because I said, I ain't touching 30 people's feet. So I said, Lord, you got to help me here. I ain't touching those feet. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. We don't need praise and worship. We got a CD. Praise and worship team, come grab a feet. <laughs> I said, wait a minute. I have about 15 catchers. Catchers. No, 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 no one to catch, but feet to grab. Come on. We got all the way enough to 29 people. I'm like, man, I got to grab the last one. Darn it. I thought I got out of this. I go, wait a minute. Pastor Ray. He goes, yes, yes, yes. He's all excited running to the, he ran to the foot. He's really excited to see God do this. He goes, do it. Let's do it. Come on, David. Do it. Just boom. Like the blind. Like the blind. Boom. I'm like, okay, calm down, Ray. I was like, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. God's going to do an amazing miracle, but we all got to buy into this. We all got to believe. And if you can't believe, just shut up. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm serious. I said, I don't need you to stop this. I go, so nobody praying. I'm the only one that's going to pray. I don't care if you feel it. You feel like you're going to burst. You go outside. This is what God does. This is what God showed me how to do this. This is what a corporate miracle looks like. A creative miracle. We all got to believe. So I'm about to start praying. And then, oh my goodness, it's always a Spanish lady, old one. She started, oh, blah, 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 blah. I don't know if she was speaking in tongues or praying in Spanish. I don't know. I said, honey, sorry. So look, I appreciate you. Oh, never mind. Come on. And she's still praying. I'm picking her up. Oh, blah, 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 blah. We need an alternate. <laughs> and I, the, the pastor came running. I'll do it. I'm like, okay. I mean, I'm serious when I do this stuff. And I'm like, okay. I said, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to pray. One prayer. Then I'm going to stand by the person holding your feet. I'm either going to touch the hands of the person holding your feet. I'm either going to touch the shoulder of the person holding your feet. Or I'm going to touch your feet. Either one. You just sit there and believe. Then I went over there and I started. I just prayed. And I walked by the, I went to the first one. And I remember this. I just stood there. Arches just dropped. Boom. Come that on. flat feet went boom. Went to the next one. Touched the shoulder. Arches. 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 Touched my foot. Arches. 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 29. All the way to number 29. And they're just screaming and crying and thanking God. And I get to this elderly lady. And she goes, I can't do it. It's trying to get up and leave. And Ronaldo got that foot, man. I know you're staying there. She goes, no, I can't do it, Pastor. It's okay, just wait. Don't wait. Don't wait. David's coming. David's coming. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And she's, the whole time, he's trying to calm her down. She was hyperventilating. She was getting scared. And I walked over there. I go, what's wrong, Mama? I don't have faith. I don't have it. I never had. I just seen everybody walk over. And I don't want flat feet no more. I go, well, good. You know, it's good. It's good. It's okay. Because this wonderful thing, let me tell you what's going to happen. Just first rest. Relax. Breathe. Two things. First thing is this. In the Bible, there's a scripture couple of scriptures together and it says this if they're being sick among you bring them before the elders of the church that they may lay hands on them and then they may pray and they, they pray the prayer of faith the prayer of faith and they shall be healed Amen. it didn't say they might or they could be healed it said they shall be healed because so you have that working for you the reason God put that in the Bible is because there's so many different people coming into church all the time some new converts some from a different place they may not believe like we believe in healing but God don't want them to wait in their sickness till they believe. So that's there to get them to where they need to go until they get their faith on their own. It's a wonderful scripture. It's a wonderful scripture. The second thing, God's given me a gift of healing. Just like, let me explain this to you. And I want you to understand this. Did Jesus ever stay there a long time and pray and pray and pray and pray and pray and pray? No. 
Jesus walked by and said, what? You're healed. What? Your eyes? You're healed. What, what do you believe? Your throat? You're healed. He was a healer. Is a healer. Person with the gift of healing. Just heals. No long prayer needed. He can testify. How long did I lay, stay, lay hands on people? 20 minutes. 400 people. Did I just walk by? What do you need? And sometimes I don't even ask. Just boom, 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 boom. People getting healed. It's something that I discovered in Peru that changed the way I pray for people. And I, I would I would never hardly ask what you need, but my goodness, you run into the one Spanish lady. <laughs> yes, you will. And I can pick on my own culture. Yeah, they'll tell you everything. Everything. And I'm like, okay. And then and I'm like, oh my God, let's get to your teenagers. <laughs> and everything that's wrong and everything that did her wrong and how she did this and oh yeah, she worked at this place. I don't care where you work. What do you need? Let me just pray for you. <laughs> so I now just say no request, please. Let me just pray. But I'll take her. I'll, I'll listen. To we'll let the Lord lead. So I looked at this lady. I said, now this is all going to happen. God is going to heal. You're going to have arches just like everyone else. I go, Ray, I go, we're not going to have a number 25 again. Everyone's getting healed tonight. So you with me? Because you know I am. <laughs> you know I mean? I'll bring Ray with me. He's a, he's a character. He goes over there and he goes, do it. I got it. I go, no, no, calm down. I go, hold on. I said, mama, for this to happen, I know you're scared and I can't work against scared. I can't work against fear. So I'm going to do something that I, I learned a long time ago. I'm just going to, I'm just going to pray right now. God's going to knock you out. What? Just think of it like anesthesia. She's like, she's like, oh, okay. Are you good with that? I need to make sure you're good with it. She goes, okay. Cause you know what? Ever since I was a kid, I was a kid. I could feel the anointing come up out of my back and I could feel it come out of my hands. I knew that that was God's anointing coming. The, the virtue that Jesus talks about. Ever since I was a kid, I could feel it come up my back. After my mama passed, I'm a Texas boy. My mama, <laughs> right? I'm a Texas boy. Anyway, I felt like a fire come up, like freaking Godzilla. <laughs> I'm serious, like, oh, coming out. It burns when I pray now on my back. The same anointing, but just a heat to it now. But the only way I can describe it, like Godzilla, just breathing fire out. But I tell you what, I told her, she said, okay, I'm good with it. So I gently just touched her on, on the side of her face, and she, boom, fell out right there. They covered her and everything. All that we seen, because she, she was on actually the top of the stage. So her feet are hanging off the platform. So they say, this is the platform. Her feet are like this, flat. They're both flat. And as they're sitting there, like she's laying there, it's like the Wizard of Oz with the, the house falls on the witch. You just see the feet hanging out. That's how it was. And, I, and then all we've seen is this. Come on. Come on. Come on. Arches. Because God wants you to be healed. God wants you delivered. God wants miracles to happen for you. Oh, God is good. God is good. I've seen God touch people all over the world. Good. In Wisconsin, a boy that was young boy that was, um, I think, teenage years, of course, because he was going to go to college. He just finished high school. His face, he was adopted from Asia, and his face was hard. 
like a rock and he was disfigured and twisted. He had three or four surgeries just recently. He had 12 all since he was a child. And that was the last surgeries they'd ever told him. That was the last surgeries that he would have. He was going to stay like that. I looked at him and I said, what do you want from the Lord? He goes, I went to high school like this. I don't want to go through college like this. I want to be healed. I want to look normal. His face was even prickly. It felt like spikes when you touched it. And I said, okay, God will make you whole. I said, give me some oil. So the pastor like, was sitting there. He got up to give me oil. And for some reason, when he opened it, he was trying to open it again. It's like a cork. He popped it and it shot up like champagne in the air. I said, well, that's unusual. So I caught it as much as I could. I think I caught all of it like this in my hand. And I said, I go, son, are you ready to be baptized with oil? He goes, yes, baptize me with oil. I go, do you want me to make you a supermodel? Yes, make me a supermodel. And I threw the oil on his face. And the oil just all over from his nose, everything, his hair, just soaked with oil. And at the same time, I slapped him with my hands. In Jesus' name. Just like that. But when I touched the face, it was soft. It felt like Play-Doh, like clay, like clay. And I started doing this on his face. Just massaging it, seeing it become softer. And as I go softer, it's getting, as I go faster, it's getting softer and then getting warm. And I kept going until the said, David, the set bones are moving. I said, God, I, God don't need no help. Amen. So I just stepped back and I see what's going to happen. And one bone went forward. One bone came down and we heard a snap. And the other bone came up. You can see the lips moving and snapped in. And God made this disfigured boy's face in Wisconsin healed. I told him, go, check out your face in the mirror. Go to the restroom. He ran over there and we knew he was fine and he was happy because he said, yes, Lord, I'm a supermodel. <laughs> God is good. Amen. In Mexico, my one of my first times there preaching in this area, I was eating and I was hoping for an enchilada. I'll settle for a taco, maybe two. They served me lasagna. Lasagna made by Mexicans, I get that back home. So I was eating my lasagna, and this person starts, some a young girl starts crying on my back, on my shoulder. She wet my entire shoulder all the way down to my back of my shirt. And I said, what's going on? And the pastor testified. He said, let me tell you her testimony in the line when you prayed. She said a waterfall, that your hands were coming towards her, and in your hands was a waterfall coming out. And it pushed her over, that your hands didn't even touch her. And nobody caught her. And it laid her down on the floor. Her name is Danielle. She suffered from, suffered from scoliosis, the curvature of the back, curvature of the spine. Y'all seen those pictures I showed them to you? And she laid on the floor, and the water went above her nose. And as it went above her nose, it turned to oil. Then it became hot. So hot that she couldn't contain it. And you know how we jump out of a bad dream or we wake up real suddenly? She jumped. When she jumped, her back popped. Her legs popped. And she was straight. She grew a few inches because, of course, she was hunched like that. Now she was straight. Beautiful little girl. I want to adopt her, bring her back home. Make, she's like Angelina Jolie. Just take them. They're mine. <laughs> but no, it was amazing. 
It was amazing. This girl's back just changed right there. A God did a creative miracle. Shaped bone, just like that guy in Wisconsin, young man in Wisconsin. God healed him right there. So amazing. So amazing what God does. So amazing how God moves. You know, faith has a sound. I'm going to tell you that. Faith has a sound. Elijah said, I hear the abundance of rain. Seeing has nothing to do with it. Feeling has nothing to do with healing. The minute it leaves heaven and supernatural into the natural where we're at, there's a pop. There's a noise. Elijah heard. I hear it. I hear it when I lay hands on people at times. A pop. And Peru, I hear every time I touch the shoulder, every time I touch the neck, I hear and I go, it's done. It's done. It's done. In Mexico, no, in Peru, this man did not want to come up for prayer. Pastor's friend. And she urged him, please come up, please. So I went, checked my book table. I went to, uh, to the restroom, came back and we were finished praying for everybody and they waved me down to go pray for him. So I went over there and he's like, no, I really don't want to I, I, I'm just going to go home. I go, look, man, I'm only here for a few days and you're going to get healed. So come on. Like, what? I go, come on. <laughs> he went up there and he's like, but I go, don't matter what you want. God's anointing's here. God's power's here. Do you believe God can do it? He goes, yeah, I, I believe it. But I just don't want to inconvenience anyone. I go, you're not an inconvenience. Let me see. I've got my, I got my handkerchief. I put it on his, his knees that were, he's a young man, 28 years old. And he can't even walk because of his knees. Pray for him. Put him like that. He said, you're done. You're healed. He goes, just like that. I go, just like that. I got to go help someone over here. I'll be right back. Yeah. Went over there, helped someone with some of the books and stuff. And I turned around. And they're calling me back. He's calling me back. And he has his cane over his head. And he's saying, I'm healed. I'm healed. I'm healed. I'm healed. He's running in a circle. He's running in a circle. I'm healed. Don't matter what you want. God can do it. Don't matter. God's power is here. Oh, when God's in the place and Jesus is in the place, oh my goodness. People just get healed. Hey, am I going too long? Are you good? I don't even know what time I grabbed it from you. Okay, I'll keep going. Good? Okay. I mean, I mean you tell me, I'll, I'll shut it down. We'll pray. God's anointing is with you. Come on, everybody say that. It's with me. He's with me. I'm over there showing pictures of Mexico, one of the few other trips I took there. And I'm showing pictures of Alaska, pictures of, of Hawaii, different places to my friends after we ate some tacos or just checking out those pictures. About an hour, two hours from time service was. This is the lady that was coming up to see. She, I thought she was just balancing on my shoulder to take a look at the, at the picture. As soon as she touched my shoulder, she let go and she started to scream and do circles and speak in Spanish and just run around. And everybody's screaming and screaming and speaking in Spanish, and I don't have my translator. I'm like, well, they're happy about something. We'll find out when I get my translator. So finally, the translator came in, and they're calling people. People are running in. I go, now this is getting really frustrating because everybody's excited, but I don't know what's going on. The woman suffered bad vision. I don't know if it's cataract or she was legally blind. But the minute she touched my shoulder, God healed her. God healed her. A lady, we're on a cruise that we do. Before COVID, we take a, a healing cruise. You got to pay your own way, so they'll all jump in. But you know, and I met her. I met her friend. 
with her friend, uh, um, my friend Elizabeth was there. She brought her friend Cindy from Chicago. We're leaving out of Galveston, Texas. And um, we met, I ran into him in the elevator, which is odd because when you take a big old ship like that, odd to run into someone in the elevator the first time that you're even on the ship. I say, I'll see you, I'll see you at, um, at dinner. They go, yeah, oh, they, Pastor David, this is my, my, my good friend, Cindy. I go, hey, Cindy, very nice to meet you. I just went like that, shook her hands. Go, I'll see you at dinner. And I, I had to go meet my wife. So I took off over there, try and squeeze in a little lunch before dinner, you know. <laughs> it's free, why not? <laughs> anyway, so I had to lose 20 pounds, got gained 30. Went on that thing. <laughs> so go over there and and we sit at the table and a lot of people are there for different reasons. Some are there from like marriage, just doing some healing and that. Some are just need some deliverance over some addiction or something. Some are there for healing, real just need a healing. So everybody's sharing and of course they don't have to share if they don't want to share why they're there for. Um, so it gets to her, she's the last one and she goes, well, I'm, you know, with, with me and Elizabeth are best friends and talking about Dr. David. And of course, I just wanted to come out to this, this ship and, and do and just go on this cruise with y'all. And uh, I don't know if I jumped the line. I don't I don't know if I, it was protocol or not, but um, I came for a healing. And the minute Dr. David shook my hand, my whole body was healed. She goes, I'm, I'm, I feel good. She goes, so I'm just going to get my bathing suit on. And I'm going to go ahead and just take out in the sun, okay? <laughs> I'll come to prayer, but that's fine. Just come to prayer when you want. God is good. Another pastor in Hawaii, the first time I went, they see me on Sid Roth. And um, the, this, the, her main supporter paid for me to show up there, had organized a whole event. And so the pastor didn't know me. So you got to guard your pulpit. You don't know who that person is. She wasn't sure about me. You know, so I'm not going to say everybody on Sid Roth is flaky, but you make your choice. No. <laughs> so, so she was concerned. So I went over there and, you know, how they put the lay. On everybody when they come in and we see on TV how they put it on them and they give them a kiss on the cheek and say aloha. So I go in there and they do that for my wife, Irene. She, they, um, my friend Linda puts a lay on her and gives her a kiss to Hawaii. And then so Pastor Marsha supposed to be giving me a hug and whatever. Like, you don't got to kiss me, but just a hug be great, right? And she puts the lay on me and she's like this with the lay. And she puts it on me and she goes aloha. Now you're a hug. <laughs> So I went over there and I said, Aloha, Pastor. Thank you for having me. And then she went like this. She just smiles. You're gonna do great. Come on, let's go eat. That night at the healing at the the next two days were our little vacation, then we did the healing services, and she testified. The minute she shook my hand, God healed everything that was hurting for three months right here. That she couldn't God healed her. He's with you. He's with you. Wherever you go, he's with you. Oh my goodness. I'm going to share two more, then we're going to pray, okay? I was in um where was it? Uh, Peru. And it was it was it was crazy. It was my first time there, just right before the pandemic. And and it was it was amazing what God did. It was amazing how God moved. And at that end one of the services, I never discount that, hey. You're all saved. No, I always do an altar call. You don't know. And I was doing that, and my and my friend, um, my friend was was translating for me. Aaron, he was translating for me, and as he's translating for me, he goes, "I was like, we did the altar because no, everybody's saved here." But dude, I don't trust that. So I I, I did the altar call because when God's anointing's on you, on. it'll convict the heart. Yeah. And I said, and I did the altar call, and three hundred people came to Jesus. Come on. I looked at him. He said, hey, don't listen to me. I'm like, oh, trust me, I'm not. <laughs> and I seen one, you know, I seen one girl that should have been up there. 
and she's in the corner, and God just like pinpointed down right there. And I say, don't let the devil steal what God has in front of you. He loves you. He loves you. And you've been mad. But get up here and ask for forgiveness to get him in your heart right now. The devil wants to keep you bound. And she cried and she got up and she's holding people's shoulders and literally like crawling on their shoulders to get to the altar. And my translator stopped translating. And I go, what's going on? Because that's a daughter of the church. She was in an accident three years ago and she's paralyzed. She's mad at God. But she's trying, he's crying, she's trying, and everybody's trying to carry her, and she's pushing the hands away, and she's using her upper body to drag herself to the front. <coughs> me. And she goes, he goes, uh, I don't know what I don't know what's happening. I go, I know what's happening. I walked over to her and I said, You forgive the Lord? And she goes, Yeah. And I'm like, okay. I go, then do you receive him right now? And the pastor led her to the Lord. And I was like, okay, Pastor Leader of the Lord. Then we finished. I go, you all good? Yeah. I go, okay. I got my handkerchief out. I touched her knees. One, two. I go, there's your legs. You got them back. Go walk. And I walked off. And the, the pastor looked at me. And I'm walking off. And then she's like standing by herself like this. You know, no one's holding her. She's standing. So she, her back's working. If she can stand, then it's working. So I get about this far where pastor's at. I look back at that pastor and I threw the microphone. He catches it. He goes, Por qué? For what? I walked up to him. I, mean, I was standing there. I go, Take her the rest of the way. He goes, Why? I go, Because you know the language and you, you know how to do it. You've done this before. It's time for you to start doing it again. Take her the rest of the way. I can't take her the rest of the way. You know her. Do it. And he smiles. He goes, but this, this is your service. I go, it's never been mine. It's always his. And I walked off. And man, that guy got that Latin flair going and go running around, dancing around. And goes, oh, no, just steps one. Those two. He goes, come on, come on, come on. Hang up, hang up, hang up, hang up, hang up. All that kind of stuff. Yeah. I can do it now after seeing him. But yeah. You know, Mega means, come on, let's go, let's go, let's go. So I know a little bit more than Taco Burrito. But, <laughs> but anyway. Yeah. And then she, she started doing steps, steps, six steps. God healed her. Then Aaron looked at me, my translator, and said, I wonder where her brother's at. I go, where, 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 are they always together or something? Go, yeah. And they never go anywhere without each other. I looked around where everybody's standing. go, is that him laying on the floor? He goes, oh, my goodness, let's go to him. We'll go to him. And I looked, and I seen the spirit that was on him. I said, pick him up. They picked up, but they got a picture of me doing this right in his face. I'm like, get out now and never come back. Yeah. And it left. And he looked at me. I go, you love the Lord? He goes, with all my heart. Go then walk. And he started, he walked right off. He was paralyzed too in the same accident. God healed him. And then I'm walking back to the stage. And I see with my peripheral vision, not my spiritual vision, my peripheral vision, someone running. And you never know if they're there to harm you or do something. So I just stepped aside and he looks at me as I step aside just looking oh, passed out God knocked him out he just hit the ground his phone goes flying I grab it real quick I grab his phone as before it hits the ground and I say you were healed because it was running he was on a call and I put it on his chest afterwards in the green room when we were resting he came up and testified his sister was on the other line 
battling with cancer in a hospital. Her body was on fire because the sickness was trying to keep her down, even during the preaching. But when I said, you're healed, a stronger fire hit her. And it burnt the fire, consumed the fire that was burning her. God is good. God is good. Oh my, there's so many more testimonies, but it's time to pray. I can feel it. I can feel it. Everybody's head bowed. Father, we believe right now that you're in this place. Father, before we jump into the healing, before we jump into the miracles, Father, because people are being healed already. Faith has been lifted, ignited. People are receiving their miracles right now. Father, we're just going to ask everybody right now, if you haven't followed the Lord, if your sins have kept you away from God, if you're not walking the way you want to walk, it's time to change that. The Bible says all have sinned and come, come short of the kingdom of God. We've all been in the same situation that you are today. But we changed in an instant. So can you. You might say, I don't have what Pastor has. I don't have what David has. I don't have what the wonderful person on the keyboard has. But you can have it right now. You can have it right now. Your sins have kept you from God. The ways that you walk have kept you from God. But one thing is beautiful is that Jesus died on the cross. He shed his blood for us in three days. He raised again. And we are now in the kingdom of God. We are now able to walk because our sins are forgiven. God wants to forgive your sins today. Pick up your hand. If you do not know the Lord, you want to recommit your heart. So let me see that hand in the air real quick. Let me see that hand. I see that hand. I see that hand. I see those hands. I see those hands. Keep them coming. Keep those hands up. Hallelujah. We're going to do a simple prayer. I'm going to have, ask you all to come up here briefly. It won't take long. I'm going to have pastor pray with you.